0: Well, I want to say good morning, Livingstones. Um, this is obviously a, a unique, a unique moment here because we're not all gathered together here. You know, it's kind of hard coming to church on a Sunday morning and having not being here with our church family. But I'll tell you, it's kind of ironic because last Sunday I was sharing with everybody about the importance of us being in community with one another, with us being connected. And and obviously, this morning we can't be around one another. But thank God for just the the miracle that is the internet, that we can still gather together and worship, even if we're not gathered together in worship. And and so I, I pray that we're not going to have to do this for long, that we're going to be able to get back to meeting in person soon. But I'll tell you, like, what, what a great opportunity this is for us to be able to stay connected as a church body, given just kind of what's going on in, in the world right now. And so before we get begin, I just wanted to take a, a moment and just thank everybody who's been faithful in their giving. Um, if, you've, if you're have if you accustomed to giving in person, I, I just want to encourage you that you can go online, you can go on our app, and you can still give digital, digitally there. Um, in fact, there's going to be links in the comments below, so you can actually just click right in there. You can give, and, and really, this is a great opportunity for you to be able to give in a safe and a secure way online. And, and even though we're not gathering together in person to worship, that we can still worship the Lord in our giving as well. And and so I just want to tell you, your faithful giving helps support the work that we are doing here on the south side of South Bend. And I just want to thank you for all that you are doing to just fund what God is trying to do in growing and expanding His kingdom here. So th- this morning is going to look a little bit different, that, that I had a message prepared that I really wanted to close out our Real Relationship series with. But as I was praying about it and I, as I was just kind of thinking, all right, God, what is it you need me to share today? I, I'm actually going to save that message for a different time. We're going to go in a little bit of a different direction this morning. And so what I want to do is I just want to share with you some thoughts that, that I've had from God's Word really about this place that we find ourselves in as a nation and as, as a church. This has obviously been a, a difficult few days for, for us as, as a church. As we've been weighing out, what's the best way for us to minister to each one of you, to our neighbors and our friends and all this, and especially with the speed by which things had just were changing so rapidly with just the everything going on with the coronavirus, with school being canceled and sports being canceled and all that. And and, and we, we prayed about it. I consulted with with our staff, I consulted with our with our elders, I talked to a few other pastors just about what should we do? How do we best go about and minister to our, our church family? And ultimately we decided that we were gonna forego our normal weekend services, and stream our service on, online. And and this includes all of our normal gatherings that meet here at the church throughout the week as well. And, you know, one one of the big things that we have been called to do is to love our neighbors. That, that's what we've been called to do. We've been called to love our neighbors. And so we felt it was wise to, to do whatever it was necessary to protect our church family and our neighbors from the, the spread of, of this virus. And And many of you know that next Sunday we had planned to do our Senior Sunday. We were going to go out and minister to some of the seniors at the local nursing homes. Um, Unfortunately, we have to postpone that for right now. But the good news is we look forward to being able to minister them, um, the seniors in our community, once all of this passes and we can get back to life as normal. But as I shared with you in my message on Friday that we're really going to take this on a week by week basis. We're just going to evaluate how things are going. We're going to listen to our, our local government officials, local medical officials, and, and really just kind of monitor what's going on. And we're just we'll decide each week what's the best way for us to gather together as a church. That that we have your best interest at heart. We have your best interest in mind, and we're going to do whatever we can to to love you, to serve you, but ultimately also to protect you as well. So so stay. Stay tuned to us on all of our social media platforms and our check your emails that we'll be letting you know kind of what's been, what's going to go on and and how long we're going to have to meet like this. So really from the outset this morning, there's a couple things I wanted to reiterate to everybody just as it relates to this whole COVID-19 virus that, that we're all dealing with right now. And the first thing is this, that we don't have to be afraid. We, we don't have to be afraid, that, that Paul tells us that, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of, of power and of love and of a sound mind, that, that, we, that we're going to take precautions, we're going to be wise in the things that we do, but, but panicking is never the godly response. Panicking is never a godly response. God is bigger than this virus, and, and, and I'll tell you, nothing catches him off guard. He's not surprised by anything, and then we can trust him. We can trust God because we know that He's with us, we know that He's for us, and that we're going to do our due diligence, but we're going to trust God with the results. But I also want to share this with you as well, that in the middle of all this, God is still good. God is still good, that He has got this. Again, this is not a surprise to Him. And so God is going to see us through this as a church, as a nation, that God is going to see us through this. And I firmly believe we're going to be better on the other end of it. And so parents, you know, we don't need to freak out. Talk to your kids about it. Just share, them, share with them openly and honestly, but don't panic. And ultimately, people are looking to us. People are looking for strong, steady leadership. Let us be those leaders in our community. Let us be those leaders in our nation right now. Again, we pray we're going to do our part. And ultimately, we're going to trust God. And like I said, I truly believe God is going to, we're going to be better for it on the other end of all of this. So I, I just want to begin this morning, let's pray, and I'm going to share from, from God's Word really what, what He laid on my heart yesterday to share with you. So Father, God, I, I thank You, God, for this incredible opportunity to be able to meet with Your people, that even though we're not gathered together here in, in this local church building, God, that, that we can still meet with one another, we can still worship together, we can still encourage one another. God, that, that you aren't limited by a building. God, you are much bigger than that. So God, I just pray that your presence is going to be felt, your presence is going to be made known in every place that, that somebody's watching this online, in people's homes. God, let your presence dwell there with them right now. God, I, I pray that you would open our hearts to hear from you this morning. And God, ultimately, I, we just want to reaffirm today that as a church family, as a church body, God, we are trusting you. We, we, we are putting our full hope, our full faith, our full trust in you, Lord, and God, we're, we're, we're knowing, God, that you are going to do some incredible things, that you're going to bring us through this, Lord, and God, we look forward. God, I can't wait for the day that we can come back together as a church family. We can all gather together. We can be with one another, and we can celebrate your goodness in person. So in the meantime, Lord, God, we're praying for, for your peace for every single one of us, for all of our neighbors who are not here yet. God, we just want to affirm that we love you, and we give this time to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen so so, as, as I mentioned, I, w- I was praying yesterday and really felt that God wanted me to change what I was going to share with all of you today and and so what I wa- what I want to talk about for just a few minutes here this morning is what do we do? How do we respond when the unexpected happens when when, when life happens and totally upends everything that we knew, everything that we were comfortable with, everything that we thought was going on. How do we respond when the unexpected happens? How do we walk through a crisis and model to other people what it looks like to trust God? And so my my first series, if you remember, my first series as as your pastor here was, I I talked about, we we called it Beauty for Ashes. And we were talking about how God takes the, the mess, God takes the awful things in our life, and he turns them around and makes something beautiful out of them that he takes all of our mistakes, everything that is not right in this world, and he turns them into something great. And I truly believe that's what he's going to do with this coronavirus as well, this this crisis that we find ourselves in, that God is, it, we're, we're in this unique, we're in this very difficult position right now, and I truly believe God is going to do something awesome in spite of what's going on in the world, in spite of the hysteria, in spite of the, the run on toilet paper and, and hand sanitizer and everything else that's going on at all the stores, that God is still going to do something great. He's going to do something beautiful in the middle of this. But the, the key to this, though, is we need to partner with Him in the process. We, we need to partner with God in the process. Let's not fight what, what God is trying to do, but let's embrace the journey that God is taking us on. Let's, imbr- let's embrace that journey. And, and if there's something you've heard me say multiple times as your pastor over the last number of months, it's this, that, that we need to look around and see what God is up to in our lives. Even, even when everything seems crazy, even when it feels like everything is falling apart, that we can still look around and see, what is God up to? What is it that He's doing? Where, where, where is God at work when my life is getting hard? Where is God at work when it seems like everything is falling apart? The, the psalmist wrote that, that God is near to the brokenhearted. God's near to the brokenhearted. And what that means is, when our hearts are overwhelmed, when we feel like we're at the end of our rope, when we're overcome with anxiety, when we're overcome with with fear, with sorrow, with worry, that we can know and we can be assured that in those moments, God is near. He is close by to us. We just have to have the eyes to see them. We need to be able to look around and see, where are you in the middle of all this? Because you promised that you are near. I'll, I'll, I was reading not too long ago in Luke chapter 24, and, and it's, and it's the story about how Jesus appeared to two of his followers on the road to Emmaus, and, and I, I've, I've always been fascinated and loved this story, and, and what had been happening was that these two, these two guys, they had been followers of Jesus, that they had seen him do the miracles, they had heard him teach, they, they, they thought he was the Messiah, but then they saw him crucified on a cross. They saw him breathe his last breath, and they were completely overcome with grief. Like they they thought Jesus was the man; they thought he was the Messiah, the one who's going to restore Israel. And all of a sudden, it just seemed like all their hopes had been dashed. And they didn't know—they didn't know at this point that Jesus had been raised from the dead. And and so where we pick up the story is they're walking to a town called Emmaus, and they're walking along the road, and Jesus starts walking with them, but, but the, the catch is they didn't realize it was Jesus. They didn't notice it was him, and so they're walking along to Emmaus, and Jesus comes walking along beside them, and, and they, even though they didn't recognize that it was him, Luke records that, that they were downcast, that these two men, that they were discouraged, they were depressed, they were upset, and they start telling Jesus about all that had, all that had happened. They start telling Jesus about how that they had trusted that he was the Savior, that he had died on the cross, that they thought he was the real deal, but obviously that didn't pan out. Obviously that was not what was going to happen because he died and they saw him be buried. And, and like I said, what was so interesting about this story is they didn't realize, they didn't have the eyes to see that Jesus was right there with them in the middle of their darkest hour. When, when they were overcome with grief, when they were overcome with worry and anxiety, Jesus was walking right beside them. And yet they failed to see him. They failed to see that he was right there with him in that moment. And I'll say this, when we find ourselves in the middle of a crisis like we're in right now, let's look around. Let's see, God, where are you at work? What is it that you are doing in the middle of all this craziness that feels like is happening right now? That's the question we need to ask. God, what are you up to? What are you up to in, in this moment? What are you wanting me to see? What are you wanting me to do in, in the middle of all this? God, what is it that you are trying to show me? And, and so while we're in the middle of this situation, let's embrace the process. Let's embrace the process and see what God is wanting us to do. Now, now, if, if you think in your life for just a moment, can you think back where you saw God at work in the middle of a bad situation at some point in your life? Now, now, admittedly, oftentimes we might not see it right there in the moment, that when we're looking back in the rearview mirror of our life, we can see God's hand at work in our lives, even in the middle of our most difficult situations. And in fact, I, th- this was a, a very real experience that I had just a couple of years ago, that I, I got the most sick in my life um, that I've ever been about four or five years ago that I had gotten a, a kidney infection. And it was it was bad. Like I was I was in miserable pain. It was awful. I was in bed for for days, and after finally going to the doctor, I was given a shot that completely knocked me out. Angela took me to uh, to go get the the medication, and while we were waiting in the Walgreens parking lot, I just keeled over. I just totally passed out, and Angela had to drag my dead weight into the into the house and and lay me in bed, and it, it was awful. Like this, it was again the most sick, the most pain I've ever. Been in in my life, and I would I never want to go through that again. But the question is, did God give me that kidney infection? No, God didn't give me that kidney infection. But did He use the kidney infection in my life? And that's an absolute yes. He He totally did. That 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 I just had been pushing hard for a long time. I had been driving, and to be honest, I was just flat exhausted. I, I mentally, physically, spiritually, I was just I was spent. I, I, My tank was completely empty. My body was crying out for a rest and it took me getting a kidney infection to kind of force my hand and have me take that rest to slow down and just be able just to recoup and let my body and my mind heal a bit. And, and guess what? Life at the church went on just fine without me. Like I was not this indispensable tool that God needed. Like if there's something that, that God was showing me through this was my desperate need for rest, my desperate need for, for a Sabbath. And, and, and I've had to remind myself of this over and over again, that this is, this is God's thing. This is His ministry. It, it's, this is His church. It's not mine. And, and I'll tell you, there, there's a lot of times where sometimes we are forced to slow down. We're forced to slow down. We're forced to take a rest. And in, in some ways, when, when I look and see what's going on in our world right now, that's what I'm seeing. Like, we're being forced to slow down as a society right now. Like, all sports have been canceled. Activities have been canceled. schools has been canceled. And if I'm completely honest with you, this might be a huge blessing in disguise. Now, obviously, I would, I would not wish the coronavirus on anybody, but these precautions that we are all taking right now of just slowing down and just kind of canceling everything, it might be a tremendous blessing in our lives. Think of it kind of like my kidney infection. I was forced to slow down. I was forced to take a rest. And I'll tell you, it was a great thing for me. All of our lives, every single person I know, our lives are so busy. We're so overscheduled. Everything feels so chaotic all all the time. And I'll tell you, let's take advantage of this slowing down time that we're in right now. let's, Let's take advantage of this in the moment. Let's get back to the idea of Sabbath, of being able to actually slow down and rest a bit. I mean, in fact, the whole idea of Sabbath, it makes God's top 10 list, that it's one of, it's one of His 10 commandments. And, and, and I heard a pastor say, say once, how many people do we know they would never think of killing somebody? They would never think of, of committing adultery, but they never bat an eye about failing to keep the Sabbath. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's embrace the slowdown. Sabbath and rest is a gift. It is a gift that God has given to us. And so let's not fight it. Let's actually use this opportunity to slow down some things in our lives. Let, let's, let's find some quality time that we can have with our kids. Like while they're home from school, as, as frustrating as it might be. Like we can take some time to, to engage with our kids. Let, let's, let's find some people that we can love, that we can encourage with it, with a note or a text Maybe we just need to find some time just to be quiet, just to actually hear God and let God renew our hearts, renew our bodies, renew our souls a bit. I'm I'm telling you, Sabbath, rest, slowing down, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, Isaiah writes this, and I absolutely love this verse. He says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, that in repentance and rest... I want you to hear this. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Church, I, I need you to hear this. That in repentance and rest is your salvation. Like, I, I, I need to hear that. And, I, and I'm quite certain many of us who are watching this right now need to hear that too. That in, in repentance and rest is our salvation. So let's embrace the rest. Let's embrace the quiet, and, and so that—that's one of the things I want to say. Like during this time, let's actually embrace the slowdown. But but not only that, I I want us to. I think it's it's wise for us to do something else. That 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 when you're in the middle of a crisis, oftentimes it's a great opportunity to kind of take an inventory of your life, take an inventory of kind of what's going on. It 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 gives us a chance to reevaluate some things that are going on in our life to give us a change of perspective in in a way. And that's what I'm praying that, that in the middle of this COVID-19 situation we find ourselves in, that we're just going to find a way, just to kind of take an inventory, just kind of see, all right, where where am I? Where where are things going right now in life? Where am I off? Where am I off base? Lamentations, chapter three, verse forty, and I came across this verse yesterday, and I tell you this just jumped off the page, at me. Lamentations 3:40 says, "Let us examine our ways and test them." and let us return to the Lord. I I love the the message paraphrase states it in in such a unique way. In the message version it says, let's take a good look at the way that we're living and reorder our lives under God. Like I I tell you, that that was a huge challenge to me. Let, Let me take a good look at my life. What am I doing? Where am I spending my money? Where am I spending my time? What am I focusing so much on? And then let me reorder my life under God. I, I tell you, when you when you are speeding down the track at 100 miles an hour, it's really hard to take a minute to evaluate how things are going. Like when you're when you're in the middle of of, of a big push, to actually take time to evaluate is difficult to do. That oftentimes, when we slow down, it gives us a chance to reflect. It gives us a chance just to kind of take a look at things and say, all right, where where have I gotten off track? Where have, I, where have I let my focus get off? Where, where do I need to make some changes in my life? And, and so that's what that first part of Lamentations 3.40 says. It says, let's take a good look at the way that we're living. Like for, for me, I want to take a good, honest look in the mirror and say, all right, in, in spite of everything that's going on right now, in, in light of all of that, what have I been focusing on that maybe I don't need to be focused on so much? Where Where has my attention been 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 driving towards? What well, what are the things that I've made so important in life that ultimately aren't really all that important? But the second part of that verse says, so that we can reorder our lives under God, that not only do we want to look in the mirror, not only do we want to just kind of check ourselves and see where where are we right now, take that inventory, but that we can reorder our lives under God. Like are, are there things in our life that we need to reprioritize? Have we failed to honor God in our finances? Do we need to reorder that? Have we gotten so busy that we've gotten ourselves out of the habit of connecting with God through the Bible, through prayer? Have we gotten so busy that we've neglected our church family, or we've neglected our neighbors and, and our friends? And the next few verses in Lamentations 3 states this. It says, let's lift our hearts and our hands at one and the same time, praying to God in heaven, God, we've been contrary and willful and you haven't forgiven. We, we need to approach God with a heart of humility and repentance and, and say, God, I'm sorry for making so much of myself. I'm, I'm sorry for, for allowing so much of my life to get off track and out of whack. God, I, I, want, to, I want to reprioritize. I, I, want to, I want to make the things that are important you, to you important to me. I want to make those things that, that, that are on your heart to make those things on my, on my heart. And I'll tell you this, a slowdown like this, a slowdown like this, it really gives us an opportunity to take a step back and to maybe make a few changes in our lives that we, that we desperately need. Like we, every single one of us, every single person I know, we have some things in our life that are just off. And that we can take this time, we can take this opportunity, say, God, I, I, want, to, I want to reflect on where I am but ultimately, God, I want to reorder my life under you. I want, I want to make the important things the important things once again. And so I, I, I'm going to invite our, our worship team. You guys can come back up right now. And, and, I, and I, want to, I want to close with, with this thought this morning. that I, I, John Adams, our second president, has, has, this, has this great quote, this incredible quote. He says, every problem is an opportunity in disguise. Every problem that we face, all it really is, is an opportunity that's in disguise. And I'll tell you, that's how I want us as a church to see this coronavirus situation that we're in. That, that, that this whole thing, it, it stinks. It, none of us would have ever chosen to kind of have to self-quarantine in a way, to cancel virtually everything in life right now. None, none of us would have ever picked this. But let's take this problem and let's turn it into an opportunity. Let's take this problem and turn it into an opportunity. First of all, for, for ourselves, as I, was, as I was sharing this morning, let's take this opportunity to rest, to, to take a step off of that hamster wheel and to embrace the slowdown. Let's get back to rest once again. And, and also, not, not only to, to embrace the rest and take a, that step off the hamster wheel, but let's also take this as a chance to reevaluate some things in our lives. Let's take this opportunity to ask ourselves, where have I gotten off track? Where do I need to make some adjustments in my life to reorder myself under you once again? But not only that, and I want you to hear me, Living Stones, I want you to hear me say this. Let's look at this as an opportunity to be the church like we've never been before. Let's be the church like we've never been before. Because like I said, the church is not a building. The church is not a building. It's a community of believers. It, it's a family. And so let's ask ourselves, how can I love my neighbors? How can I love my church family in new and unique ways? How can I love them in new, new, new and unique ways? I, I, I told you last last week what a beautiful thing it is that when we have a community of faith, when we have a community of people that we're together, that when the bottom drops out, we can be there for one another. And we're honest, this week, the bottom dropped out for an awful lot of people this week. Let's be there for our neighbors. Let's be there for our church family in the middle of all this. And so how can we, let's ask ourselves the question, how can I show others Jesus? In the middle of this crisis that we're in, how can I show others Jesus? And I'm going to be sharing more with you about this throughout the week and also next Sunday. But I I want you to ask God, how can you use me? to love people right now in the middle of this situation. This is the perfect time for us to be able to reach out and, and contact people. You know, send a text, give a call, send an email, especially to, to some of those who are, who are elderly who, or who are more at risk. you like, how, ask yourself, how can I help a single mom who now school's been canceled and she's trying to figure out hey, what am I going to do with my child because I still need to work? Like, is there a way that you can love and that you can serve those parents out there? How, how can I reassure and comfort someone who's just overcome with fear and overcome with anxiety? And how can I maybe serve somebody who's homebound? And we're, we're going to be sharing some some ideas with you over the next number of days and also next Sunday. But what I want to share with you, Livingstones, is this. If you have a need, if there's something you have going on in, in your life that you just need somebody, I want you to contact us. Like, it, it is our joy. It is our pleasure to serve you. And so if there's if there's something that you need, I want you to reach out to us. I want you to let us know but not only that, Livingstones, if you can lend a hand, if there's somebody, if some way you can share a need, if there's some way, some way that you can be a blessing to someone, I want you to contact us as well. We're, and again, we're going to be sharing more with you about this over the next couple of days. But I'll tell you, when, when the rest of the world is panicking and buying up all the toilet paper and, and clearing the shelves at Walmart and at Target and, and all these places, while the rest of the world is panicking, let's show the world a different way. Let's show, let's show the world what the church can truly be. One of my favorite verses is Micah chapter 6, verse 8. And he says, And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Let, let that be us, Living Stones. Let that be us. Let us act justly. Let, let us love mercy, and truly let us walk humbly with your with God, and let's see what God does. Let this be the church's finest hour, that in the middle of this situation, in the middle of this crisis, let's love people like never before. Let's go out of our way to to love and to care for those around us, and let's see what God is going to do. What is God going to do in us and through us? How is He going to grow His kingdom in spite of all this? So let me pray for you this morning, that Lord, God, we just love you so very much, God, that you have been so gracious and you've been so good to us. And God, we just want to acknowledge you. Father, that in the middle of this, this difficult time, in the middle of this hardship that we find ourselves in, God, we look to you and we trust you. God, we know that you are for us. We know that you are have our back. And God, that ultimately, you want to use us to shine a light in a very dark time. In our nation's history, I've never, I've never experienced this before, where it feels like virtually everything is just shut down. And God, instead of us giving into the hysteria, instead of us giving into the panic and the worry and the fear, God, let your church rise, let your church rise up and truly be the men and women and the young people that you have called us to be, God, that we can love people like never before. God, that we're going we're to we're use this as an opportunity to share your gospel, to share your love with the people who desperately need it. So, God, we just want to acknowledge you again. We just want to thank you for what you're going to do. I pray for, for all those out there right now, everybody who's watching, that maybe there's fear that's been creeping in. Maybe there is some anxiety, wondering, I don't, what am I going to do? God, I pray that, that your perfect peace that surpasses all understanding will be theirs. And God, that we're going to be able to trust you to walk, the, walk us through this. God, that we are going to be stronger as a church. We're going to be stronger as a body of believers on the other side of this. I've, I believe it with all my heart. And I'm excited to see what you're going to do in the middle of all this. God, we just want to acknowledge you. We want to tell you how much we love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray.